Welcome to the Leadership Spark Podcast, where we equip you to be the great leader your people deserve. This is Corey. I'm here with Hampton. In Hampton, yesterday, we opened up a can of worms. I don't even know if that's, is that a Gen Z saying, can of worms? I don't know. Probably not. I don't think don't so. Think so. <laughs> I think that's been around. I think so. I think it's been around for a while. But we opened up a can of, can of worms, and we talked about five reasons you may want to leave your job. And we, we want to contextualize it and talk about it as a leader, right? As a leader, yes, those things apply to you. And when you're thinking about the role that you play, the job, how long you should, you should stay, it applies to you. But also, hopefully it helps you to think about your team because my guess as a leader, you want to retain the talent that you have on your team. You don't want to be losing a lot of people on your team because they leave because they don't feel like they can have a voice and influence. They're running away from your team instead of running to something else. They don't really understand or buy into the vision anymore or um, one of the factors that we talked about in yesterday's podcast. And so you can influence those as a leader. You can influence every single one of those as a leader. And so it's important for you to know that those are reasons why someone may choose to leave your team so that you can get out in front of it. You can anticipate it. You can have the conversations that you need to have. And so, but there are other ways that you can do it too. And Hampton, that's what I want you to lean in and unpack today is what things could you consider if you come to the conclusion that you should stay or what should that conversation look like as a leader with someone on my team that could be, should you stay or not? So what do you think are are important factors in that conversation with people on our team? This is definitely not a Gen Z quote. I know this one has been around for a while, but people say the grass is always greener on the other side. And as we're seeing more people than ever leave their jobs for uh, the other side, the greener grass, um, we, I think a lot of people are falling into this. And, and by the way, we talked yesterday about why it would make sense to leave. So maybe that does make sense for someone on your team or for you as the listener. But I heard a spin on this quote. I doubt a Gen Z made it up either. <laughs> But it was the grass is only green where you water it. So in other words, it might be you who's the problem. And, and by the way, I am talking to myself here because there's areas in my life where I, I say, you know what, if I, had, if I just had this or if I just had that or if I was just dealt that hand of cards when in reality, if I really uh, am introspective for a second, I understand, okay, maybe it's me. I'm not watering the grass that I'm standing on if you will. And so for you as a leader, first ask yourself the question, if your eyes are wandering for the next shiny object and the next great job, ask yourself, am I maximizing the opportunity that I have in this role? But then for you as a leader, you're going to be having people on your team that um, if you're open and honest with each other, maybe they're looking around, maybe they see up other opportunities. And so I encourage you to embrace this principle of the grass is only green where you water it. And so as a leader, maybe you want to ask them, um, if we're sticking with this analogy here, are, are we watering the grass that we are on? Are we investing in ourselves, taking these learning opportunities, humbling ourselves and admitting where we don't know the answer, admitting where we're wrong? Um, and then as a leader, you may be sitting here thinking, going, Hampton, Corey, I've tried so hard to invest in my people and I've given them all these tools and they just won't do it. And if that's you, I'm really sorry. But even if there's like 1% where you could get better, we may want to challenge you and say, if you have someone on your team that you're having this conversation with, it could be, hey, how can I help you water the ground or the grass that you are on? Um, 
as opposed to just always looking on to the next thing. So I know I really hammered in on that analogy there, but it's had a big impact on me just thinking about instead of always looking around, what can I do where I am right now? So I'll, I'll, I'll stop there. Don't know if you have anything to add, Corey. Yeah. So the go and do, I would say the go and do is this is you can't get to the level of this kind of conversation without investing and connecting with your people. And so the go and do is that if you create the environment and there's the consistency of, of relational currency that's being exchanged between you and the people on your team, you will create a space, space to where you'll pick up on these things and you can engage in the right conversations and you can challenge in the right way. If you don't have that, if, if the bank account is empty relationally with the people on your team, good luck. You'll have a hard time being able to have these conversations. But if you're doing that consistently, then you will see the benefit when it comes to these kind of conversations. So today, just invest relationally into your people.